temp check. What kind of summer are we having this year? A family road trip summer? A beach bum summer? Or a wake me when the sun sets summer? With Instacart, choose your own adventure and skip the shopping side quests. Where available, you can get ice cream delivered to your hotel, sunscreen to the pool, or cold brew to your bed. Well, door. In as fast as 30 minutes. Wherever you find yourself this summer, you can get the goods. Download Instacart for free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum $10 per order. Excludes restaurants. Additional terms and fees apply. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, September the 23rd. As we come off another win for the Phillies last night, the Phillies, for the second straight night, squeak by the Orioles in a close one, went at 4-3, to three, got a little scary at the end. Scary throughout, but ultimately the Phillies win the game, win the series. They take 2-3 or three from the Orioles in less than convincing fashion, uh, you know, considering... The situation and the opponent, you're fighting for the playoffs. You got 102 at the time loss Orioles team coming in, 104 loss Orioles team now. Um, you know, not the most impressive series win. We could say that, you know, less impressive than most certainly should have swept them. Um, but the Phillies take two at three. Unfortunately, you know, look, this is what. The Braves have done, the Phillies haven't. They handle these teams that they need to. They go out to Arizona, and they've won three straight against the Diamondbacks. Handily. Handling business. And, you know, it's too bad because uh, Phillies are three back, four in the loss column with ten to play. I mean, that's that's hard. That is a, um, I, I'm not going to say insurmountable, but a borderline insurmountable deficit. The fact they have three games against the Braves next week makes it, I guess, at least, you know, theoretical. You know, if they stay within three games here, um, you know, sweet. (laughs) Big series against the Pirates coming up. A four-gamer against the Pirates as the Braves play one more against the Diamondbacks and then head to San Diego for a weekend series, including finishing a suspended game they're losing 6-5 to in. Um, that game that started in Atlanta will be finished in San Diego, so that's an advantage, I suppose, for the Phillies. So, um, you know, the Phillies are going to need some help. Phillies are going to the uh, the team that they were battling with, who's out of it now. I mean, the Padres are just not going to win the wild card as yet again last night. All the St. Louis Cardinals do is win baseball games. The Cardinals won eleven straight. That's what you do, right? I mean, shout out to the St. Louis Cardinals. You know what that team did? When the chips were down, when it's September, when it mattered, they went on an 11-game winning streak. I mean, props, right? <laughs> props. And now they are going to be the wild card. I mean, they're four and a half games up on both the Phillies and the Reds. They are six games up on the San Diego Padres. The Padres, for all intents and purposes, eliminated from the playoffs. They have nothing to play for. Six with 10 to play is impossible. Um, not, you know... Literally, but you know, the Cardinals lose them all, and the Reds lose them all, and the Phillies lose them all, and then the Padres win some. Um, 
But the Padres at 76 and 75, the Phillies at 78 and 74, the Padres game and a half worse than the Phillies. Of course, you know, important to keep an eye on that from the whole MVP thing. Tatis does homer last night. Harper has a good game last night. We'll talk about it. But, um, you know, you hope that the Padres have one last gasp in them. Padres can handle some business against a uh, a Braves team. And look, you know, again, uh, it is so improbable that the Phillies are going to do enough over the next week and a half to force themselves into the playoffs here. But, you know, look, they're in it. They're in it. And, and I think last season, you know, I, they were technically in it. You know, I had to win one extra of the last eight to be in it, but it just it felt like a sham of a season and certainly felt like a sham of a, a opportunity for the playoffs for the Phillies. But, you know, the two years prior where they've been in it into September, this is certainly the deepest and closest it has felt, even though, again, you know, four back in the lost combo tend to play is a... It's a mountain to uh, to get over. Um, they are in it, especially you know this series against the Braves next week really does make it seem more more possible than it probably is in reality. But um, you know, look, they're still fighting. They're finding ways to win these games, and it's not impressive. I mean, they just played a three game series with the Orioles where they ended up with the same amount of runs scored. You know, the Orioles won by two in the first game. The Phillies won the next two by one each. You know. Um, it took long stretches of time, 18-plus innings for the Phillies to get their first lead in this series. Last night just couldn't seem to pull away from this Orioles team. The Orioles kept staying in it, and uh, it's just um, you know less than impressive. You know, as, uh, as we fight the playoffs, especially right now, as, I mean, you know, you're looking at teams like the Dodgers and the Giants as a potential, you know, playoffs opponents. I mean, even the Brewers. I mean, you look at where these teams are at, I mean, the Phillies sitting at 78 and 74 on the season is nowhere close to good enough to uh, compete with these types of teams. I mean, obviously Atlanta's at 80 and 70. The Phillies three games back of that, but then the Brewers are 91 and 61. So the Brewers have 13 more wins. The Brewers would be 13 games up on the Phillies. That would be the first round opponent, The assuming the Dodgers win that wild card game. Um, I mean, the Dodgers, who are in second place by two games in their division, are 97-55. and 97-55, and 55, in case you're wondering. They would be 19 games up on the Philadelphia Phillies if they were in the same division. And then, of course, the San Francisco Giants' best record in baseball, Giants, the 99-53 and 53 San Francisco Giants. <laughs> Just saying that out loud seems silly. They're 50 and 27 on the road. The Giants are 99 and 53 right now. So uh, if the Phillies were in the same division as San Francisco Giants, the San Francisco Giants today, right now, would be 21 games up on the Phillies with 10 to play. 21 games. It shows you, you know, it, it shows a few things. Uh, one, how much trouble the Phillies would be if they were playing these teams in the playoffs, but more so just how disappointing it is that the Phillies are probably not going to be able to take advantage of this year. I mean, it is rare. It is rare that every other division is won by 13 more games than you. You know, I mean, that's that's crazy. Or 10 more games. The, the If the Braves were in the Central, they'd be 10 games behind the Brewers, and they're in first place by three games. It's a shame. 
you know, it's a shame. That's a, a division you should be able to take advantage of. And they, they just weren't. They just weren't and, and probably won't be in the end, obviously. Um, and obviously it's frustrating on multiple levels. But but really, you know, it's it's rare that you get that kind of open opportunity, especially for a Philly team that hasn't made the playoffs in a decade. I mean, you know, at this point, we're, we're at least looking good to, to be over 500 for the first time in a decade. I guess that's something to be excited about. The Phillies at 78 and... 74 just need to win four of their last 10. Is that asking too much? I mean, now in the Phillies, last year they won 1-8 at the end. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. Um, but it is a shame. This was a winnable division, a winnable year. This is, uh, you know, one we'll look back on, I think, you know, again, assuming there is not a magical last weekend half, which, again, you know, is, is possible. So unlikely, but, but possible. The three games against the Braves make things possible but um it's a shame because this is a year you know you get you don't get very often it's a it's a year where you're incredibly lucky to be in your division you know i mean even the american league as we talked about all the american league teams would be way up too i mean obviously the rays are 94 and 59 that puts them 16 games better than the phillies the white Sox 85 and 66 Ooh, that would be a close one Maybe like seven and a half, eight back in that division. So the White Sox easily the lowest in the ninety-one and sixty-one. The Astros leading that Western division. They would be thirteen games above the Phillies. You know, so it's um really, <laughs> truly a uh, uh, opportunity this season. And look, let's be honest. I mean, the Braves have been better. They're the better team. I mean, if you want to just look at run differential, it'll make you sick. But you know, like look at like the best teams in baseball run differential wise. The um, Tampa Bay Rays are a plus one seventy-eight. In run differential, the Chicago White Sox a plus one forty two in run differential. The Houston Astros plus two twenty. There are four teams in the AL East that have plus differentials. Listen to this: the Tampa Bay Rays are plus one seventy eight. The Boston Red Sox are plus eighty four. The New York Yankees are plus thirty four, and the Toronto Blue Jays are plus one seventy one. So that's six teams in the American League with plus high pluses. And the National League, you look at obviously the the AL West, excuse me, the NL West. Um, the Giants are plus 184. The Dodgers are plus 245. The Padres plus 43. And even in the Central, the Brewers plus 124. The Cardinals plus 15. The Reds plus 23. And then you get to the National League East, and it's the Bra- look the Braves to their credit, they're right there with that. They are plus 117. Phillies have a minus 10 run differential. And then it's minus 30 for the Mets, minus 51 for the Miami, and minus 76 for Washington. So, um. You know, the Phillies have overplayed their hand. They are run 500 because they've played that way. You know, and um, you know, you look at those numbers, and it's honestly a shock that the Phillies are only three back at the Braves. I mean, plus 117 to minus 10. The Braves have, you know, scored 127 more runs compared to what they've given up than the Phillies have. I mean, that's, and that's substantial. <laughs> that's a lot of runs, you know? That's, for this Phillies lineup right now, that's like two months worth of <laughs> I mean, oh, buddy. Um, so, yeah, uh, again, just overall, just a frustrating season to not be able to take advantage of something that, you know, was a really special opportunity for this Phillies team, you know, and um, they had it right in front of them. They had it right in front of them, and, uh, you know, they're, they're probably in the end not going to be able to take advantage and not be enough, and it's a shame. Uh, on so many levels, obviously the Harper MVP thing, which we've talked a lot about, and you know, sitting right now, I think you feel 
pretty good about Bryce's chances as Bryce last night again goes one for two with a run scored and two walks. Also had a massive, massive outfield assist throwing Pedro Severino out at home plate late in the game, essentially saving the game from being tied there. It was just a massive play, a massive throw. Harper now batting 314 on the season. 314 with a 431 OBP, a 621 slugging percentage, good for a 1052 OPS on the season as he is out in front still um, in terms of the Obviously, leaderboards in terms of all the statistical categories. Um, you know, you look at him compared to Tatis. Uh, you know, obviously, the average at three fourteen is is far higher than the the high two eighties that Tatis is. The on base percentage four thirty one is way higher than Tatis's. Tatis's slugging percentage is one point higher, six twenty two to six twenty one. But the OPS difference. I mean, Harper ten fifty one OPS. Tatis at a nine ninety two OPS. Not just ten fifty one OPS leading. National League, Harper's 1051 OPS is the best in baseball. Somewhat substantially, as Vlad Guerrero, who's been just unreal this year, has a 1030 OPS. And then Juan Soto, a 1010 OPS. Those are the only three guys over 1,000 in OPS. And Harper is out in front, just handily out in front. Um, it, it just, and I know, you know, you might look at the uh, the home runs. Tatis now at 40, Harper only at 33. Runs batted in Tatis ahead of him there, but you know, in all the major statistical categories, all the ones that really matter, all the ones that really say, you know, who's the best player this season? Uh, they're all Bryce Harper. They are all Bryce Harper. Bryce Harper has been the best hitter in the National League this season, uh, without question. You know, and and uh, it's going to be fascinating to see. How this plays out, I'm really hoping that he gets it. I think he deserves it. As of right now, um, in the last few days, at least in most books, he has become the betting favorite, um, which is exciting. You know, which is exciting. Um, again, uh, it's exciting, and it is disappointing. Also, it's it's both things, right? It's it's exciting in the sense that, look, um, you know, we don't get that that often. I know we we had a, a nice little run with the back to backs in 06 and 07 with Howard and Rollins, but I mean, think about it. That was a while ago. You know, it was a long time. And before that, Schmidt and, you know, there aren't that many MVPs in the history of the Phillies. And uh, Harper would be added to that list. And um, really do it was one of the great offensive seasons we've seen, certainly in the modern era. You know, the modern, our modern era, my lifetime, so to speak. Um, So I hope he wins it. And, uh, you know, getting back to the shame, it is a shame that, Likely, this Phillies team is not going to be able to make the playoffs when Bryce Harper has such a magical, all-time great season. You, know, you would really have liked to see them capitalize on that and be able to take advantage of what Harper has given them and, and use it as a, a springboard to get in the playoffs. But um, it's not looking that way, obviously. But it, it doesn't take away from the greatness of what this guy has done. Um he deserves to be lauded for it. Uh, he is just every night where this team would be without him. It's impossible. I mean, last night again scores the lead run. Uh, you know, uh, throws out. Excuse me, throws out the lead run. Scores a run. Was on base three times. Like just every night, every night, this guy is just such a, a metronome of consistency offensively for this team. Um, and yes. Not the best base runner, you know, a little boneheaded when it comes to making some silly decisions on the bases. But outside of that, he's been pretty much perfect for this team this year. And 
again, you know, where would this team be without Bryce Harper? You know, the Padres have Manny Machado and Trent Grisham and, you know, Will Myers and guys who you, like, feel like can get you a hit when you need one. I mean, the Phillies don't. I mean, especially with the season JT's had. I mean, you know, with Rees out of the lineup, I mean, again, I know we do this thing all the time, but it is it's pretty jarring to look down, like, the numbers in the lineup once you get past Segura. Once you really get past the top four, if you want to give, you know, Odubel's 252 credit and JT's 265 credit, but and obviously Segura 298, but it's... 222 for McCutcheon, 247 for Luke Williams, 253 for Freddie Galvis. Didi is somehow down to 209. You know, Matt Veerling's been fine when he's played, but, you know, Brad Miller's batting 228. Travis Jankowski's batting 250. Like, it's a bunch of trash. It's a bunch of trash. Didi at 209, 267, 362 slash line. What a mess, man. What a mess. What a mess. We'll get to Didi a second. Let's quickly look at last night's game, and then we'll, we'll get to... I want to talk about Didi for a minute, but... Um, last night, the Phillies find a way to win it. Again, very necessary, very necessary needed win. Andrew McCutcheon, a big home run. So the Phillies go down one nothing in the six, a battling zeros. You're sitting there saying, yeah, oh, great, another night where the Phillies don't score runs against the Orioles. Horrendous pitching staff. Again, it's like the same thing. It's so weird, this team. I know mean, we always joke about them playing down a competition, but the, this series against the Orioles, which they won two of three in the series against Arizona, like the two worst pitching staffs they've faced this season, Handily, maybe. And those are the two series they just couldn't get anything going offensively. It is such a weird thing about them just not being able to get up for these games or whatever it is or take them too lightly or who the hell knows getting shut down by Tom Eshelman and guys of the like. I mean, it's it's crazy. It makes no sense to me. Like, why? Like, Aiken, this dude Aiken last night just shutting him down. After Aiken last night goes five and a third of one run ball. After last night, his ERA is 6.63. After five and a third one-run innings. Think about that. I mean, come on. Just horrendous. Horrendous. Anyway, the Phillies get uh, down in the six. Wheeler gives up the uh, a run. You're feeling like crap. You're like, of course, great, awesome. Then McCutcheon, big hit in the bottom of the six. Two-run blast with Harper on base. Makes it two to one, but then of course the bullpen gives one up in the seventh. Coonrod blows it. It's two to two. Then we go to the bottom of the seventh. The Phillies take a lead again, three to two, and then it's four to two. J.D. Realmuto with a really big hit there, a nice little single to center. Scores run four to two. They could add more of that inning, but weren't able to capitalize. Then um, the Orioles get one back in the eighth. They could have been two. Bryce Harper throwing Severino out the plate was just such a massive. Massive play. Ian Kennedy comes in the ninth. Terrifying ninth. Gets the first two outs like no problem. Then just walking everybody. Walks two guys on. Gets scary and ends up getting out of it. And in the game, the Phillies get a desperately needed win, obviously. as Again, you know, I said they need to win six of seven this week. They've won two of three so far. Losing that first one wasn't the best start. But uh, I honestly think they need to sweep the Pirates. I think you need to win four straight. Um... Who knows? Look, it all depends on what the Padres can do for you out west. But a Padres team that, you know, outside of Tatis playing for the MVP, is uh, is right now playing for nothing for all intents and purposes. You know, crazy things can happen. I suppose they've not been officially eliminated, but for all intents and purposes, they are six back of the wild card. With what I can think, they have eleven to play. They have that extra spend a game. I mean, it's not going to happen. It's impossible. Not impossible, but impossible. I mean. The Phillies, we know, six and a half with 10 to play, 1964. But there's a reason, you know, it's like we always bring up the, that one and then the seven and 17 with the Mets. There's a reason we bring those up because they never happen. 
And they stick out in our minds as these absolutely absurd, ridiculous things that never happen in this sport. And they happen these couple times randomly in the history of, the, of your franchise, unless you cling to them. Um, it doesn't happen often. Very, very rare. And that's why we talk about those. So, you know, you're not feeling great about it. But ultimately, the Phillies do get to win against the Orioles. They needed it. They're back at it tonight against the Pittsburgh Pirates at home. Aaron Nola on the hill. Big one. Big one with Nola on the hill. Nola... Last start was, you know, his best September start of the season. He had really struggled. His first couple starts looked okay, solid. Last one gave him a good outing. Big spot for Nolan Knight. Like, Nolan's what got? A couple more starts this season. Can he go out and not stink? Wouldn't that be something? I mean, it's a big one. Going up against a horrible, horrible, horrible Pirates lineup. Granted, the last time the Phillies played the Pirates in Pittsburgh, they lost to a three. So, you know, who knows? Who knows? But either way, a huge spot for Nolan tonight. Um also, back to Didi real quick. I, I just had to bring it up. I mean, first of all, and we talked about this, but again yesterday, um, Girardi just insisting on playing Didi in these spots. I mean, you're going up against a lefty. I mean, Didi, as bad as he has been this season, and again, Didi's batting 209 with a 267 on base and a 362 slugging percentage. He's been horrible. He's been even worse against left-handed pitching. And it just made no sense that as bad as he's been, when you have a player like Ronald Torres, who has been better than Didi and also obviously significantly better against left-handed pitching this season, like, and then Girardi's excuse was that he's going with experience. He's like, I like Didi's experience here. I'm going with the experience. Didi Gregorius's quote-unquote experience this year, ready for this against left-handed pitching. As bad as he's been overall against left-handed pitching, Didi is batting 150. 150. With a 263 OBP and a 263 slugging. He's 12 for 80 against left-handed pitching. And you start him? And of course he goes 0 for 4 because he freaking stinks. Uh, this Girardi, I mean, first and foremost, Didi is a, is a disaster. We've talked about it. He's over 14 million next year, 14 plus. I don't know what they're going to do. John Middleton has not shown a propensity in the past to eat money and be happy about it. Um, so my guess is Didi will be on the roster, but like he can't start for you next year. I mean, that's a non-starter. And look, he's only 31. Like, maybe he bounces back and it's a bounce back here, but you can't start that guy. I mean, it's a disaster on both sides. Well, that was another thing, by the way. Girardi said his defense, too. It's like, what? And then Girardi, I mean, this, like, just playing guys because that's who's in your lineup. No, no creativity, no, like, juice, no nothing to try and get guys going or mix things up or whatever. It's just the fact that he rolls Didi out there and just puts him in the lineup every day. I mean, it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment. He should be embarrassed. Didi Gregorius stinks out loud. He is a horrendous baseball player a lot. And he's in the six hole. He should be batting eighth if he's in the lineup at all. And by the way, horrendous defensive player this year. So I, I just, the whole Didi thing, it's just another part of the Girardi thing that, that just drives me crazy. It just seems like Girardi just doesn't care. I know he does, but it seems like he doesn't. It seems like he's like, I'm just going to roll out my guys. Didi's batting 207, dude. He's batting 150 against left-handed pitching. 150. 12 for 80 against lefties. Another 0 for 4 last night. Joe, look, I know we're probably not going to make the playoffs, but you have a chance. Play your best players. And right now, no matter what, 
no matter who you want to talk about bringing in, even if we're talking about Luke Williams, and obviously you got Therese and Freddie, there's no chance that Didi Gregorius is one of your best starting potential players at shortstop on any night, ever. He's just not. Right hand or left hand, it doesn't matter. This guy stinks. He's bang 227 against righty. It's not like he's a freaking stud against him. Like, enough of this. Enough. Just because he's been in the league for a long time, you're going to play him? Just because you've seen him get big hits in the past, you're going to play him? Joe, what are you doing, man? Do you care at all about winning this? Do you care about winning the, the freaking playoffs? Because we're not going to anyway. I get it. But, like, really? Show some chutzpah. Sit Dini on the bench. You know why? Because he deserves to be sat on the bench. You're trying to win baseball games, man. Embarrassing. And look, Didi is going to be one of the biggest offseason things that, that we're going to track and watch and stuff because, you know, it really is going to be fascinating to see what they do. He's owed a lot of money, and he has been a unplayable. I know Girardi's going to play him, but unplayable this year. So it's going to be fascinating to see how that plays out. All right, tonight, massive one. Aaron Nola, a chance to try and, as with the last start, begin to rehabilitate his uh, September legacy. We'll see. He is going up against... Connor Overton. Overton has been a opener uh, for the Pirates. Very good, um, but has only pitched, you know, inning here, inning there. So uh, looks like a bullpen game for the uh, Pirates of some source. Um, so big one for Nola. You got to be able to beat the Pirates in a bullpen game. You have to. We'll see, though. Either way, we'll be back to talk about it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's better after investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months.